0: Dave Wanstead, Bears head coach for six years. Not Bears. Not Bears. Super Bowl champion. How about them cowboys? Great mustache. Some say it's a symptom of manliness. Others a cause, the mustache. Wani, hanging out with Molly and Haw every Tuesday. Open up the door, it's Dave. Who? Dave, D-A-V-E. Dave Wanstead. Mullion Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. It's always a delight to talk to Coach Watztead. Brought to you by Alpamante Nissan, Alpamonte Nissan, Melrose Park on North Avenue, or APNissan.com. Dave, good morning. How are you? Morning, I Dave. am
1: good. I'm good, fellas. God, I kind of feel like uh, we should be talking baseball. That's uh, that's the hot topic. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, where I am sitting right now, I'm down here in Naples, Florida, and I'm getting ready to work at camp here. I help out my good friend, Cliff Brady, who's an agent for, uh, and he's working with all these college kids that are getting good, good players. I can't give their names, Notre Dame, Michigan, and they're getting ready to go to the senior bowls, to the, uh, combines, all that stuff or whatever's going on. So I come down here and help them out for a couple of days, but, uh, yeah, it's baseball weather down here, so I, I can I can appreciate all the conversation up there.
2: Rub well, it in, Dave. Rub
1: you it know, in. Dave, yeah, yeah, I you... am. I had I had to. Come on. What are we talking <laughs> about?
0: But um, uh But Dave well, go. Yeah. well, I just want to say Bears are in the they're in the market for a defensive coordinator, right? And we know um that the opening exists because Chuck Pagano decided to retire. We know that they they have run a certain type of system for a while, and we know some of the names of people they're looking at. We also know that there are other coaches being hired that have to get their guys in, that there is a battle now to get the best guys. Um, and it seems like it could be an internal hire, but they're also talking to some other people. It's a it's a unique job because you get your own, you, you have a lot of your own authority with it. Is it an appealing job? <clears throat>
1: Well, I got two thoughts on this. And and number one, you know, as a head coach for 17 years, I always had a short list at every position, I would call it. And, you know, if somebody left, I didn't make any difference what the position was from coordinator to to, uh, you know, whatever tight end coach. I had a guy that I was going to hire and I was on the phone and the guy was usually hired within a week or something of it happening. So, you know, I mean, if if you're talking to guys that you don't know, that concerns me a little bit. Now I know George Edwards. I worked with him at Buffalo, uh, very good coach, very smart guy, uh, has been around football, been around some great coordinators. Uh, so so he's all these guys are qualified. But here's what you get into, and I lived it at Buffalo. When George left and I became the coordinator, we knew that we were kind of under the gun uh, with Chan Gailey up there going into uh, the next year, that we had to win. And so what the mistake that, that we made, that I made, was you try to make it easy on the player. So, okay, we're going to we were a 3-4 team and now we're going to be a 4-3 and we're going to try to use the same words and the same terms in my scheme of defense that what we used in the old scheme of defense. Guys, it doesn't work. It it I was so disappointed in myself for trying to make that happen. I should have just went in and said this is what we're going to do. Throw that playbook away, and here's the new playbook. And and I believe we would have been been we would have played better. Okay. With that being said, now I'm looking, and I and I don't know what Matt Nagy is asking these defensive coordinators. Are you trying to stay with the same scheme, same terminology? If you're gonna do that, you might have somebody on the staff that you move up that's that's qualified for it. If do you want to come in and start from scratch? then then hire a george edwards or somebody so uh, you know I, I don't know i i just have a bad experience i had of a, a guy coming in and saying okay we want to keep everything pretty much the same now you call the defenses i don't know if that works
2: all right dave though so you look at the bears specifically and in the second half of the season the defense regressed so what would this this unit this collection of talent which we have seen play at a very high level at times we don't know who's coming back we don't know who might get cut we do know they're getting older what does this defense which might have been you know complacent at times last year need the most in everything you just said about you know who you identify and who you know and who you call and how they approach it what does this defense need
1: Well, I think, though, I I don't think it's any different on defense than it is on offense. I think it needs a sense of urgency. You know, I I think the players need to understand that, uh, hey, it's, you know, as the head coach, you know, it's just not my job that's on the line here. Everybody's job's on the line this year, and we got to get it done. Uh, You know, I, I think we saw that with Mitch Trubisky you know i think we saw that with alan robinson some guys that uh in every situation everybody gets motivated a little differently but there has to be a sense of urgency on that defense you know every week out of every player and we sure as heck didn't see it out of the eddie jacksons and you know and, and not just eddie but i mean as a group we just didn't see it consistently that we have seen in 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 the last year or two and uh I don't know. You know, I, I just uh, – it, it, there has to be a sense of urgency from from everybody, from Khalil Mack, the best player on Don.
0: No doubt about it. And, Dave, you know, I think we, we look at the offense and the defense with the Bears, and there are different expectation levels because – of the amount of investment in either side of the ball. And and the Bears clearly have put a lot of money into that defense, even with contract extensions for guys and with, uh, you know, going out in free agency, et cetera, uh giving another deal to Akeem Hicks. He's earned it, but you bring in a guy in free agency, you spent a ton of money on, uh, on Robert Quinn. We know the trade for Mac, you know, you – you expect more from people being paid more. It sets up the hierarchy of expectation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and
1: you know, the other thing, too, is these players, whoever they, if, whether they hire from within or bring somebody from the outside to run the defense, there needs to be, you, you got to keep these players motivated, too so in other words you, you can't come in and say okay it's going to be the same old deal i mean there, there's got to be something different okay we're going to become more of a pressure team or we're going to become more of a man team or a zone team whatever it might be but you got to kind of get somebody that comes in here with a little bit of juice my opinion and kind of gets you get You know, and you say, oh, why do you got to, you know, inspire a guy like Kamaliel Mack that's making that money? Well, you have to. I mean, that's part of the job, you know, as a coach. You got to get these guys excited that there's going to be something different, that there's something new going to happen here, and it's going to be good. And, and, and boy, we're all going to be, we're all going to benefit from this, you know, at the end of the day. So I think that's a priority. And and I would tell Matt Nagy that and Ryan Pace if they asked me. You know, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, you, you better make sure that the players walk out of that first meeting saying, wow, I'm excited. I like this. This is going to make us better.
2: Dave, what do you make of the Texans' situation with Sean Watson and how much more empowered are players in this day and age than maybe when when you were a head coach?
1: Well, oh, I am I, I, I guess a lot because of the communication. But you know what? I um, – I, I don't go – I mean, I, I'm a little bit old school there. I mean, players – if I ask the players' opinion, fine. You know, when I went down to the Dolphins and, and we hired, we changed coordinators down there on offense and defense and we had Zach Thomas and Jason Taylor, uh, you know, I mean, I sold them on what we were going to do. I, I, I didn't really get their opinion on anything. I mean, I, you know, as much as I respect their opinion – uh, boy, you, you can open up a can of worms there, I think, you know, and now you got 10 different opinions. And what about if he doesn't like the guy and you do, so now you're going to let, you going to hire the guy guys, the player wants, you know, I don't, uh, yeah. obviously, obviously, <laughs> well, I don't, I, I didn't disagree yeah. with that. I mean, uh, you know, obviously somebody said something to Deshaun Watson that you're going to be involved in this process. And you know, he may not want to pick the coach or the general manager, You know, he may have just wanted to be, hey, this is who we're thinking of, and and this is the guys, just kind of keep them abreast of the situation as compared to having a voice in it. Uh, Something, there's a little bit of disconnect there, obviously. A little bit of miscommunication, I think, obviously.
0: Dave, we've talked to you about this before. We've talked about how you go about finding the quarterback, you know, how, you, how the hunt goes for a quarterback. You know, we've seen it uh, around the NFL successfully and unsuccessfully. It's a really difficult position to sort of to, to wrap your arms around because there are so many uh, different factors, and there is such a limited number of players available. Um, you know, everybody – I can't think of anybody that wouldn't want Deshaun Watson if he were available. And and I think if he were available, the Bears would have to be front and center and trying to to make some kind of deal. But it's also a very difficult thing to get done, and the price goes through the ceiling and all the rest of it. How do you go about finding a quarterback when you're just kind of a rank-and-file team, which is, frankly, what the Bears are? Well...
1: uh personally that's, I kind of live my life that way for the yeah. most part okay and so you you're looking at the best guy that's available okay what's the list out there who can we realistically get and then you got to compare him to what what you have is it, is the guy that we're going to bring in is is he a better player is he is he is he a better team guy is he a better a fit You know, I mean, all those intangible things, the quarterback position's a little different. You can bring a defensive lineman in, and if he's a heck of a player, I mean, the guy can be, he can have a a little, a big personality that everyone might not be excited about. But if he makes plays, uh, you can get by with it. But the quarterback is different now, because he's going to be in front of that microphone every day, and you got to make sure that uh, you're dotting the I's and crossing the T's, as we say uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. And, and I went almost my whole career without, you know, having a frontline quarterback. And every year, trust me, we were trying and we were looking and we would always come back and say, was he better than what we have? And and sometimes you think he is. And then you turn out that maybe he's really not, you know, so uh, they're in a tough spot right now. I, you know, I, I'm not even going to say it, you know, but you know where I stand on this thing. I wouldn't, I, I would not cross Mitch Trubisky off the list. That's just my opinion. And, uh, you know, Mitch won for him at the end. They start doing what Mitch can do. You know, Mitch Mitch says all the right things. Everybody there tells me how hard he works. Everybody tells him what a good team guy is. Okay, I promise you, he's going to go someplace else and get an opportunity to play And if it's with a team that wants to run the ball and play defense, the guy's going to be, I think, a pretty good player in this league. I don't know how good, but I think he can be every bit of Ryan Tannehill. I really, truly believe that.
0: I I find that fascinating. (laughs) Interesting, Dave. Interesting. Yeah, I Dave. Know. Interesting. Right. we got a yeah, break. Yeah, we'll, we got a break, but we'll we'll we got to get back to that. that. Yeah. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Right?
1: And, and, yeah, and we might open up with my famous line, David. Okay, yeah. you know what I'm going to well, tell Dave, you?
0: You can't handle the
1: truth, Dave. No, I'm, okay? I'm, back handling, the I'm okay. handling the truth. I'm handling the truth. Who are you going to so sign? handle the truth. <laughs> yeah. Hey, tell me who we're going to sign when we come back. I will. I'm going to give you a break. I'm going to give you a
0: break. Okay. It's Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This is Sports Radio 670, The Score, and 670thescore.com, Chicago sports station. Dave Wanstead, hanging out with Mully and Haw. Haw, oh, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. And Dave, you uh, you talked about uh, Mitch Trubisky and how you have success with him before We went to the break and uh, I'm just curious, um, when you think of Matt Nagy and the system that he wants to run and the way he wishes to call plays, which he had to give up, he had to kind of give up his system a little bit. When you talk about how you can be successful with Mitch and you think about the coach and the general manager, and, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, but there is a perception that they have to win next year. Would the best path to that be keeping Trubisky and running a scheme that worked for him as opposed to their scheme? And if he wants to run his scheme, talk about Matt Nagy, doesn't he have to go get another quarterback?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a legitimate point. And I think there's some some realism to it from the standpoint that uh, they're probably going to let Mitch go. And right now they're saying in the back of their minds that they got Nick Foles. And let's see who we can add to it. I mean, I think that's what they're thinking. and be, Because it's obvious that the philosophy that they would have to even alter further, okay, and adjust they're not going to do it. And, and and I would ask you this question. How many times did Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills run the football in their first playoff game this year? I'll tell you, 19 times. He was a leading rusher. The guy's he's in the MVP conversation. Okay, 19 runs. How many times did Mitch run the ball? Quarterback called runs in the Bears first in the wild card playoff game? I'll tell you that zero. So that tells me that that's not part of their thinking, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine.
2: Go get somebody that can drop back and throw it. Good luck. See, see Dave, we have fun with this, but you're exactly right. And and when we talk about Mitch becoming Ryan Tannehill, I don't to, I don't totally disagree with that because I do believe he's got some talents, but I think that where where I see it is that. That's not compatible with Mitch coming back because he needs a change of scenery just like Tannehill did to benefit from a different different set of eyes a different voice in his head a different scheme to execute because it's not going to work here in Chicago because of everything Molly pointed out and all the things that we have seen so I think it's for the it would behoove everybody for him to move on and for the Bears to go a different direction whatever direction that might be to complement Nick Foles or or to be the starter so Foles can back him up whatever combination you want you go with it can't include Mr. Trubisky, and that's good for everybody.
1: Yeah, you know what? I I don't dispute that. It's a little bit like Cody Parker, the kicker. You know, when he missed that kick, it was best for Cody to move on and the Bears. And and you know what? I lived that to some degree. My first year at the Bears, I remember my first game. Preseason, and we are playing the Arizona Cardinals. And I am standing in the middle of Soldier Field. And we introduce our offense, and Jim Harbaugh, is my quarterback and Jim jogs out and the fans start booing and I remember turning to Dave McGinnis who was my I kept him on as my linebacker coach and I said Mac you know what the hell is this I mean I was I was totally shocked and he says coach there's a law you know the him with Jim. And, and poor Jim we had zero we had no supporting cast it was all free agents and He's out there we go seven and nine and, and Jim played as good as he could play But at the end of the day, you know It, it was best for Jim's career and everybody if, if we just broke ties and that's what happened so it's it's kind of a similar situation that I lived and if our listeners can kind of relate to that, they got to go back in time a little bit. I get it. But, you know, that's that's kind of what happens. So it's probably best for Mitch and the Bears just to move on.
0: Um, all right. So we look at the final four here and you're always looking for. Uh, hey, wait, whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. you guys aren't going to tell me who you're going to sign. <laughs> OK.
0: Oh, I, I, that's David's job. I, I, okay, am, I, 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 Dave, well, we do can... nothing but support your opinion. <laughs> 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 As I did oh, when I was a beat writer. You did.
1: You did. <laughs> That's
2: right. Okay. We,
0: <laughs> Dave, we, Dave. <laughs>
1: Go ahead. It's
2: not it's not a deep list. I mean, you've got three agents. Right. That may, may, maybe you take a flyer on Jameis Winston. Maybe you look at uh, a guy who isn't yet available yet. There, there's going to be a pool of quarterbacks that emerges after guys are either cut, possibly traded, but Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo matt ryan you know is, are the lions going to hold on to matthew stafford i doubt they trade him in the division you're going to draft a quarterback you've got to draft a quarterback there's going to be guys out there that are better alternatives and almost change for the sake of change dave that are going to at least be added to the mix okay i i, okay.
0: I would have Next to see question. the contract dave I, I, would have to, I, I would have to see that, the contract that, with mitch i
1: i Okay, I hear next you, David, question. and and I hope it works. Go ahead, I hear you. But Good luck. We'll to talk you. about no. that next week. Go ahead. All right, um, all right. We Go got ahead. Bruce Mo- Arians Molly.
0: at Matt Lafleur. Oh, I'm, I'm saying to you. We got Bruce Arians at Matt Lafleur. We'll get to that in a second. Sean McDermott at and Andy Reid. Sean McDermott worked for Andy Reid. Sean McDermott was fired as defensive coordinator. By Andy Reed. Oh, they joke about it now. There's really nothing funnier than putting a guy on a career path that's better <laughs> than the what he had. It was it was really good for Sean McDermott that Andy fired him. This is all the things these guys say. I gotta imagine in the back of somebody's mind, if you've been fired by a guy, you would love to end his little championship run.
1: Oh, 100 percent, and and I and I and he's got the players to do it. I mean, I really, I, I my pick is Green Bay and and uh, Buffalo in the Super Bowl. But uh, I I like Buffalo. I think that you know there's added incentive, obviously, to to beat the Chiefs and Andy Reid because of what you just said. But I think the most important factor is that. That, that they're they're really confident right now. I mean the, the Bills are confident and I think they're hungry and I just like them as a complete team. I really do. Somehow some way they I think they're one of those teams that finds a way and the way Josh Allen's playing, don't underestimate
2: him. So do you think the Chiefs defense are not going to be able to stop the Bills offense or do you think that somehow the Bills are going to be able to, you know, slow down Patrick Mahomes and company because you that know what? That's a big, I, I, that'd be a the big the Chiefs upset. defense
1: Yeah, I I think a lot has to do with Mahomes' health. You know, and, and the one thing, even if he does come back and play with this concussion protocol, he's not going to have much practice at all, guys. He's really, you know, it's he's going to be just going out there, and it's going to be a little different scheme, and there's going to be different checks, and there's going to be different audibles, and he's gonna, he's not going to get much of that uh, this week, you know, with the being in the, in the concussion protocol. So I, I think they could be off a little bit that way, and... Uh, uh i don't know the chiefs defense has rose to the occasion but i think i think that uh, buffalo's defense is every bit as talented i really do
0: bruce arians um is a hell of a coach been around a long time he goes to tampa and they get rid of Jameis winston as we talked about him tom brady comes in you you know you look at this matchup arians and matt lafleur it's really about the two different quarterbacks I know it's about the entirety of the team, but I think that the storyline has got to be two future Hall of Famers. And, and um, you know, you, you talk about uh, – I, I saw a story on Drew Brees. Was one Super Bowl enough? Can't you ask that question about uh, Rodgers at this point?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think it's obviously it should be the talk, but I think you got to give Bruce Ahrings a lot of credit that him and Tom Brady came to a happy medium from where they were at in the beginning of the year. You know what they're doing more now and why they're winning. They're running the ball more. They're doing more play-action pass. They're keeping Gronk in as a blocker when they have to. And all of a sudden, he's throwing the ball down the field. So, uh, I think there's been a real neat storyline there of of Tom Brady, of a give-and-take between Bruce Aries and Tom Brady. And I, I think you could go back, not as much this year, but a year ago with Aaron Rodgers and uh, Matt LaFleur. You know, there was a little bit of a, a, a little bit of, I don't want to say conflict, but a little bit of a disagreement starting off there philosophy-wise on offense. And, hey, the respect between both of those guys, they came to a happy medium. I mean, do you realize the Green Bay Packers are top 10
2: team running the ball? Who would have ever thought that with Aaron Rodgers? That's a great point, Dave. Both head coaches had to acquiesce a little bit because of their superstars and give a little and learn where that line was and how much they had to let them cross it at times. And that's as much as anything. I mean, your, your stars have to be coachable, but only to a degree. You give them a little bit more independence as well.
0: Wouldn't you have loved to have done yeah, that, Dave, a- in your career? Wouldn't, wouldn't that have been wonderful if you had a chance to, to try to – uh, you know, come to a, some sort of a, uh, a greeting, a, a moment with a Hall of Fame quarterback who was playing for you? <laughs>
1: my my conversation was more of the lines, I I was trying to come halfway with only throwing two interceptions a game and not four.
0: <laughs> that's... that's that. <laughs>
1: That's great,
2: Dave.
0: That's so mean. And that was the
1: conver- That was the, that. was the conversations I had with a lot of guys. Hey, if you can just throw two, we can have a chance to win. Okay, <laughs> just don't throw four.
0: And I think that's what you're driving at when you talk about Mitch, right? You could see the stuff that you do working with a guy like Mitch as the uh, as the trigger man.
1: Absolutely. Hey, it's no different than what they're doing at Minnesota. Really, mm-hmm. look at what the Vikings do. And then look what Tennessee does. I mean, there's there's a lot more teams. How about, you mentioned Garoppolo. Is he a drop-back yeah. quarterback? Well, he no. is, is he? Okay. Okay. Thank oh. you. I mean, that's my point. That's my point. Yeah. Nobody runs the ball more than what San Francisco does. So, I don't know. Could Mitch fit in out there and, and have success? He, he might. He might. You don't know.
0: It's great stuff. Dave, thank you. Always a joy to catch up and go through this stuff with you.
1: Thanks, Dave. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, All right, guys. Talk to you later. Thank you.